Welcome to Fangs and Folklore with your spooky host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal. We give you pint-sized, bite-sized pieces of supernatural monster lore, exploring their origins, their history, and their meaning to the human condition. Listen, if you dare. <laughs> I have three phobias. A phobia is an irrational fear, often a very strong one, that creates a reaction that's visceral, primal. I have phobias of alligators and sharks, that's one, corpses, that's two, and insects, that's three. Alligators and sharks scare me for the same reason. They're kind of these primal holdovers from the dinosaur age that only think about food and survival. They're just ruthless eating machines, unstoppable, and they have no problem chomping down on me. Corpses scare me because I fear them coming back to life. I have this anxiety that they're just going to sit up. I guess I've watched too many horror movies, too many George Romero movies, right? Insects. I think they scare me because they're just so foreign to humans, so uncanny, so different. Nothing about them is like us. The exoskeletons, the long and spindly legs, the eyes on stalks, everything about them horrifies me, truly. And the larger and more spindly they are, the worse. How do you feel about really, really, really giant insects? I'm your host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster, horror, and paranormal. I'm a horror writer from Louisiana down here in the swamps, and I welcome you to my frightening world. Please check out my books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. I'm also very uh, happy to announce that I have a new editing service called Polished Novels. Check out polishednovels.com. Don't even think about sending your book out into the world without professional editing. Tonight, I'm talking about the biggest insectoid cryptid of them all, and that's the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Think moth. Think man. Think Mothman. Probably heard of this creature. So what's this all about? Let's begin in Clendenin, West Virginia, which is about 60 miles northwest of Point Pleasant. So on November 12, 1966, some men were, of all things, digging a grave, or digging graves in a cemetery. Grave diggers usually do their work during the daylight hours. They don't like to do it at night for, well, <laughs> I wouldn't either. So we'll assume there's enough daylight to see clearly. They spotted a large creature up in the trees, kind of moving from tree to tree, flying around. They said it looked like a brown man, most decidedly humanoid, though not a bird. It was humanoid town. So uh, they parked at the edge of town and talked about what they saw. They said, okay, you know what, maybe this was just a bird as dark, you know, uh, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe we just didn't see what we thought we saw. And they went and drove back to the area that they had seen it in, and they saw the creature again just standing there waiting for them beside Route 62. And so they realized that something really weird is happening here, that it's not a bird, that it was way too big to be a bird and it looked like a person. It lifted up straight into the air and uh, really high. Mary Mallette, one of the people, one of the couples, a uh, member of the couples, claimed that it shrieked like a high-pitched noise, kind of like a giant mouse. Uh, and then they went to the police. They told them about it. And the local, local newspaper, the Point Pleasant Register, 
the next day, ran a story about it. So this happened in what is called the, T, the TNT area, the letters TNT, like the explosive. Because in this town, or right out of this town, used to be a World War II um, uh, munitions ordnance factory. And so there were these storage units that they stored TNT in. They don't still have the TNT there, but they call it the TNT area. The sheriff and the deputies go to the area to investigate. They didn't see the Mothman directly, but one of the deputies said he did see shadows kind of circling the area. And they got static interference on their police radios. And they saw some dust kind of up in a cloud like it had been kicked up or scurried around in. <clears throat> All right, the next day, daylight, the couples returned to the TNT area under the safety of the sun and they found footprints. They said they looked like two horseshoes put together. And I imagine they're talking about two horseshoes side by side. That makes the most sense to me. Linda Scarberry had also said, I wish, quote, I wish we'd never seen it. I wish someone else had seen it, close quote. Now, this creature was sighted around uh, West Virginia, not just Point Pleasant, and the surrounding states, but definitely the largest number of sightings happened at the TNT area, for sure. Now, keep this in mind, in 1979, this is later, this is after these incidents, fishermen who were in the TNT area said that the water had been greatly polluted by the chemicals from the munitions factory, and um, it was labeled officially an environmental disaster. And by 1983, it was one of the country's most polluted areas, polluted sites, polluted waters. Keep that in mind. Okay, that's later. They discovered that it was polluted. Back in 1966, when the Mothman happened, they weren't so sure. They didn't know that it was polluted. So after this first sighting, many more people came forward and said that they saw the Mothman. Um, also around this time, there were some weird sightings of UFOs and run-ins with men dressed in black or men in black, MIB. Uh, you might have seen the movies Men in Black, but the original concept of men in black are these weird kind of men who show up in all black suits. Uh, sometimes they're from the government telling people they need to stop investigating what they're investigating. Sometimes they're these weird kind of alien looking, they look like aliens mimicking humans, pretending to be humans. They have weird facial features. They speak really weird and stilted as if they were imitating human voices. They don't know how to use uh, cutlery or human basic human tools and things like that. Okay, here's another encounter. Mary Heyer was a reporter. She was for the Athens Messenger, which was uh, in Point Pleasant. And she wrote articles about the Mothman and the UFOs. She said one night in January 1967, she was working late. It was the evening. And a man showed up, a man in black. She said he was uh, short. He had thick glasses and strange-looking eyes. And he had first asked her directions. How do I get to so-and-so, such-and-such a place, the next town? He, she started giving him directions. He kept coming closer and closer to her, uncomfortably close. He then asked her about these articles she had written about the Mothman and why she had done them uh, in a threatening kind of manner, right? Kind of implying that you should not be writing these. And she, uh, another employee came into the office and the man in black picked up an ink pen and looked at it and laughed and then ran out of the office. <laughs> then a few weeks later, she claims she was outside on the street and she saw the same man there staring at her. And then he ran into a car and drove off when he noticed that she saw him. Mary's niece, Connie Carpenter, also uh, uh, claims that she saw the Mothman. She says that on November 27th, 1966, on a Sunday, she saw a man dressed in gray standing by the 
by a golf course on Route 62, Route 62, a man in gray. So she said it was a man, but then as she got closer, these giant wings extended, 10 feet, again, she said, about, and it flew at her car, took to the air, but flew directly at her car. And she said she saw its red eyes, quote, red piercing eyes. And it almost hit her car, but it turned away at the last second. Obviously, she was terrified. <laughs> and her boyfriend reported that um, she was hysterical when she, when she got home. She, so she looked into its red eyes, stared directly into its red eyes, and later got an eye condition called Klee conjunctivitis, where the eyes become ex, uh, kind of inflamed due to ultraviolet radiation exposure. Connie is, uh, very few people got to look at the Mothman's face. Connie's one of them. And she said it was not human. It was horrible, like, like horror face. Um, after this, Connie uh, was on her way to school and a man in black showed up. He, uh, uh, he kind of got her attention and he tried to pull her into the vehicle with him, like kidnap her, and ripped her clothing and she got away and ran. And then when she got home later that day, there was a note that had been shoved under the door of her house. It said, quote, be careful, girl, I can get you yet, close quote. Uh, many other sightings all the way through 1967, that whole year, a couple of years total, and most of them in the TNT area, but not all of them. Even uh, one of them of note came from firefighters who claimed that they saw it and they said a very large bird with large red eyes. So these are firefighters. In... Uh, in 1967, something terrible happened in Point Pleasant, December 15th, 1967. So there was a bridge called the Silver Bridge. It connected Point Pleasant with uh, Gallipolis, I guess, Ohio, or Gallipolis, I guess, Gallipolis, Ohio. If you're familiar um, with the Ohio River there, you know Ohio is just on the other side. The bridge had been built in 1928, and uh, you know it had been built for cars of that era, Model Ts. And in 1967, cars were double and more than double the weight of the cars in 1928. So one day during rush hour, the bridge is full of cars way beyond the weight and stress level that the bridge had been designed for. And a supporting eyeball, it's like a rod, a certain kind of rod that connects two things. It came loose. The bridge, unlike modern bridges, it didn't have any backup or redundant safety features. And the bridge collapsed into the Ohio River into the cold river and uh, 46 people died, drowned or were crushed by the bridge falling on top of them. Imagine how horrible that would be. So this great tragedy happened there. Why do I mention this? Because some people believe that the Mothman's appearance was a kind of harbinger of doom, a warning that something bad would happen. In fact, Mothman-like creatures have been reported all over the world in many, in many different cultures, many different times in history, uh, right before tragedies. Uh, for example, several eyewitnesses claim to have seen a Mothman flying around the World Trade Center on 9-11, and, uh, right before the crashes. And if you, I'm going to show you a photo here of what someone claims looks like a Mothman type of figure there flying around. Whether this photo is a fake, uh, it's hard to tell these days, but there's something there for sure. Now, after the Silver Bridge tragedy, uh, the Mothman kind of stopped appearing in Point Pleasant, but... Uh, Still, there had been sightings here and there, but he stopped really appearing like regularly. There had been sightings here and there to the, to the present day. The town Point Pleasant has definitely capitalized on Mothman. I say more power to them. It's, it's a little town, you know, in West Virginia. They need, they need all the money they can get. So the town square has a giant Mothman statue. And it's kind of Mothman themed, the town square. There's a Mothman diner. 
There's a Mothman Festival every year on the third weekend of September, and more people come to visit the town for the festival than the entire population of the town. So the Mothman may have portended the doom of the Silver Bridge, but it certainly has also brought some good luck to the town over the years, right, in the terms and form of tourist money and recognition. All right, let's take a look at the couple of Mothman photos that exist. Unfortunately, there are no videos. Like so many cryptids, you think, gosh, just get a video, get one clear video, you know, but everything looks blurry and grainy, but okay. A couple of photos. Let's start with a famous photo. After the Silver Bridge collapsed, um, I don't know when after, but sometime after, a new bridge was built called the Silver Memorial Bridge in honor of the people who lost their lives there. It was built using modern methods, safe methods, redundant safety features, uh, definitely can support modern cars, so it's much, much safer. And in this photo, it's claimed you can see what really does, to me, look like a humanoid with wings on top of the bridge. I'm going to show the photo here. And for the listeners, it's a bridge with two high points. Think of like a suspension bridge, kind of. Two towers, one on each end. And on the far left top is the figure. It looks like it's standing on top of the bridge, and it really does look like a man, a humanoid, with wings. Pretty convincing, right? Well, unfortunately, it's been debunked. If you look at the other side of the bridge, uh, on top of the other tower, you see that there's these, these metal structures, and they clearly look exactly the same as the, the Mothman metal structure. It's just that the, the metal structure on the other side kind of tilted to the side. It broke and tilted a little bit to the side. So it's not a Mothman. It's clearly, clearly the same as the structures on the other parts of the bridge. Uh, unfortunately, you know, you want to think these photos are real, but you have to be honest about it, too. Here's another photo of uh, the original Silver Bridge before the tragedy sometime. You can see something flying around in the air that looks like a Mothman. Uh, again, it's an old photo. It could be an artifact of the photo. It could be a small tear in the old black and white photo. Or it could be something flying around up there, but it's intriguing. Now, this is exciting. We have a relatively modern sighting with a couple of photos. Uh, some hunters were in the wilderness around Point Pleasant. Uh, and keep in mind, West Virginia, if you've been there, it's a beautiful state, but it's mostly wilderness and mountains. So these little towns are in the middle of these vast forests, vast wildernesses. So take, the hunters took these pictures. Take a look at this first one. It's something winged and bird-like, but it looks like it has legs, doesn't it? And they're kind of fuzzy uh, for the listeners. And it's, it, it is kind of fuzzy, but it, it definitely has the shape of that. It doesn't look just like a bird. Now, the hunters snapped another photo of the same creature, and uh, this one is a little clearer. They claim that the thing was just flying around above the trees. So here's the second picture. Uh, it's much clearer for the listeners. Both photos show something that looks like a bird with legs. And the second picture, the legs are much clearer. They really don't look like bird legs. Some birds do trail their legs behind them, but, you know, bird legs are thin, skinny. These look more like human legs. Very interesting. <laughs> one problem with these two photos is the lack of scale or relative scale. You can see a part of a tree in both of them, but it's just impossible to tell the size of the tree and where the creature is in relation to the tree. So it's, it's just really hard to tell, but it does not look like a bird, I can tell you that. Uh, it's certainly the best Mothman photo that exists. All right, well, that's all the evidence, right? Scant as it is. So what about theories? One theory that is very popular said that these people are just seeing regular birds, especially cranes or owls. Sandhill cranes can grow really tall, up to like four feet tall, and they have red flesh around their eyes. That could maybe explain their red eyes claims. Owls can also be pretty big. I don't think as tall as sandhill cranes, but they also have eyes that appear red in a light. We do too. If you know, that's when you take a flash picture, you have red eye. 
modern software has a way to eliminate that. It's the same phenomenon. So owls can grow pretty big. Sandhill cranes can grow really big. The theory seems reasonable, but I see three major flaws in it. First of all, the witnesses describe Mothman as being seven feet tall, not four feet tall. Even a California condor, which is, the I think, the biggest bird there is, is only like four and a half feet tall. I don't know of any bird that's seven feet tall. Even ostriches and emus aren't seven feet tall. Um, <clears throat> so it's more man, like a, not even a human, like a very, very, very tall human, basketball player. Second problem with this theory, the bird theory, is that Mothman is described as a, a humanoid, a man with wings, not as a bird. Look at a bird. They don't have human bodies. They have skinny, tiny little legs that are really long. They don't have human torsos or heads, but this thing did. Third problem is that the creature attacked a car at over 100 miles an hour. What bird could do that for an extended period of time? I don't know of any. Okay, second theory is that it is a true cryptid, meaning a real natural animal, nothing supernatural, that we just have not discovered yet, has not been cataloged by science. I won't go over the coelacanth fish again, that fish that was ancient that has been discovered recently, but this is entirely possible as a concept. The Native Americans had a, a thunderbird creature in their lore that very much like the Mothman was this enormous bird-like creature. <clears throat> I guess something like that could be real and just yet undiscovered. <clears throat> One problem with that, I guess, is that <clears throat> unlike the Loch Ness Monster that can hide in deep, dark, you know, murky, muddy waters, how could a population of Mothman hide? How could even one Mothman hide? If they fly, if a giant man's flying around, someone's going to see him eventually and get a clear picture. He's going to be caught. Now, <clears throat> along with the real bird theories, keep in mind that Mothman was spotted near the TNT area, heavily polluted with radiation and ordnance runoff. Could this pollution have somehow interfered with the genetics of a real bird or a real human and turned it into something else over time? That's one theory. Uh, it seems a little far-fetched to me. Uh, radiation, you know, excessive radiation usually kills things. It doesn't turn them into mutants like in the movies. <clears throat> Another theory is the supernatural theory, that the Mothman is a supernatural creature, the same category as, like, vampires and werewolves. Uh, it might be a real supernatural creature, or as some believe, a spirit sent to warn us of impending doom or tragedy like the bridge collapse. I guess there's no way to prove or disprove this theory either way, <laughs> but it's an idea, it's a theory. <clears throat> there are legends and mythologies around the world of large bird-like creatures, and in the in this myths they they uh, are sent by the gods and the spirit world, both warning humans about tragedies and giving them good news. Just one example is the Hindu god uh, Garuda. Just one example. It's it's a kind of this giant man bird that shows up as messenger from the gods. Finally, it's always possible that it's just a hoax. That's possible with any of these cryptids, right? Or just mistaken identity. The more photos and videos there are for a claim, the more likely, I guess, it's true, as well as the more eyewitness accounts. The Mothman has, what, two, three photos at the most, and no videos, <laughs> but tons of eyewitness testimony. Now, <clears throat> what do you think? As for me, I'll give you my thoughts. I think it's possible that something unusual was indeed spotted in and around Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That's a state, like I said, that's mostly wilderness, with mountains, a lot of places that humans find hard to access, and just open wilderness. It wouldn't be too hard for a cryptid to hide in that vast wilderness, although the flying part would make it more likely to be seen, I think. To me, this is the best explanation. Uh, you know, I do keep my mind open to the supernatural and the paranormal. Maybe Mothman is indeed supernatural, and again, I can't prove or disprove that. So to me, uh, huh, it's either a mistaken big bird that they saw a large bird and mistook it for something else, or 
I think maybe it's a cryptid that is, that's undiscovered, that's hiding in the wilderness. Who knows? What about the deeper meaning behind the Mothman lore and similar lore around the world? Most of the lore views these giant birds as messengers of the gods for good or for bad. And why is that? Birds traditionally have been seen as you know, flying high in the sky, and many cultures see the heavens or the heaven or God is up, right, above us in the sky. And so birds are high in the sky, they're closer to the gods, you know, that's, that's why they're associated sometimes with the heavens. And perhaps people see these giant bird-like creatures in times of trouble and distress. Perhaps they believe that they see them because of deeper psychological forces at work. Beside the Silver Bridge collapse, what else was happening in the U.S. in 1966? A big thing was the Cold War with the Russia, with the Soviet Union, and uh, there was a great state of tr distrust and fear and enmity between the U.S. and Russia without actually spilling over into real war. That's why it's called the Cold War. People feared things like missiles, bombs, nuclear bombs, spies, war, you know. Um, even in the 80s, there was great anxiety about nuclear war. Movies made, TV shows made that terrify people. You know, nuclear bombs that can destroy entire cities and countries. Maybe the Mothman was created in the human psyche to help deal with those stresses and fears. Um, worrying about missiles coming from the sky, so you look to the sky for bad news, something like that. And contrarily, they desperately wanted reassurance from the heavens that things were going to be okay. And then in flies a giant Mothman, both a harbinger of doom and a distraction from reality. And the town rallies around the concept, it catches on, it helps the town. I don't know, it's an idea. What do you think, friends? Is the Mothman real? Is it a mutant from the TNT area? Is it a supernatural creature? A cryptid? A hoax? A hallucination? A figment of the human psyche that manifested itself based on the, the zeitgeist of the time? Please comment on YouTube and let me know. If you're listening on podbeam.com or any other fine podcasting website, please email me at matthew.miller.writer at gmail.com. That's Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, dot Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R, dot writer, W-R-I-T-E-R, at gmail.com. You know, it's actually kind of funny that here in the Fangs and Folklore studio in the basement of the abandoned castle that I found in the middle of the forest, the castle itself lately has kind of a bit of a moth infestation. They're everywhere, these moths, and some of them are really getting big and kind of worrying me. Um, you know, I'm scared of insects. I really don't want to hire an exterminator. Even though I'm scared of insects, I don't want to kill them. I respect life. I don't want to destroy life. And really, they're just kind of regular moths, you know, and, and even though they're all over the, the, the cast... Ca what the hell is that? Uh, something's flying around above me in the basement here. I can't really see it. I think I'm going to have to go. Um, uh, that's my cue to get the hell out of here. Good night, and as always, sleep well if you can. <laughs>